Hey listeners, my name is Elisha, the founder of the Witnesses Podcast. It's so beautiful to have you listening to our podcast. And I want you to know something that that means a whole lot to me. Thank you for tuning in. And one thing I love to tell all of our listeners is, it's not just about you listening, but listening to understand. Understanding is the most important thing. So important. So, you have to listen, learn, and practice. Thank you so very much and happy listening. Hi, Jeff. It's nice to have you on the show. How are you doing today? I'm doing wonderful. Thank you. Thank you for having me. Yeah, that's so good. Okay, so before we begin with your introduction, you know, oftentimes I love to talk about the essence of this show, which is to invite amazing guests. Amazing guests like Jeff, guests who have triumphed over one challenges or another and they came out of it victoriously. Why is that? The reason is we believe that in our audience there might be someone who is stopped up in a situation that Jeff came out of triumphantly. So by that person or people listening to Jeff, you might um, get a piece of information that could transform their lives. So that's the essence of the show. So within the next few minutes, Jeff, I want you to talk to us about your story, the challenges, whatsoever challenges it is that you faced and you overcame. Then afterwards, I've got some questions for you. Okay, let's get started, Jeff. All right. Yeah. So, you know, for me, my, you know, my story is, uh, is an interesting one. Uh, I was sexually abused as a child, and there was a lot of shame that went with that, as one might imagine. Uh, it was something that happened from the age of 7 to 12. Um, even being born in Canada and then moving to the United States at the age of 11, you know, that abuser, um, through connection to our family as a family friend, um, even then ended up visiting the United States where we you know, lived a couple times. and. You know, so it was, it was really rough because you thought, wow, well, at least I could escape it by moving, but then that didn't even happen. Um, and so, as one can imagine, all of that is, is very difficult to deal with as a kid. Um, you take that through your teenage years and try to work through it. Uh, there were moments in which, you know, I attempted to share uh, what happened with uh, family and was, was largely ignored or told I was just which is just probably the worst way to respond to a message like that. Um, you know, but the story is, is a lot deeper than just me, and that's where I believe we come together around the topic on faith. Um, you know, faith's an interesting journey in that when you truly believe and you truly have faith, you know, the phrase, God will do no harm, exists. And yet, it's hard for people to settle that phrase when, you know, things like natural disasters happen and, and terrible atrocities happen. Um, when a child who is seven years old dies of cancer happens, how can somebody possibly say that? And, you know, we, we often say those things as observers on the outside. In, in my case, obviously, I'm not an observer. I was a participant. I was involved. And what is the most compelling part of this story is that there were other children 
in that path of abuse who ended up committing suicide. And for me, I feel I was put in that path for this purpose that we're here today, for me to talk about it, for me to have the strong shoulders, the strength to carry this burden, and eventually share this story with others, feeling uh, free of impact that you can live beyond that damage and trauma and instill um, do good in this world. And so for me, that's where my faith is led me. That's what my belief is that this struggle has turned into strength, the strength being my adult years as a father, as a husband, as a business owner. And now that strength turned into superpower, that superpower to sit here, uh, speak with people like yourself, who on shows, go on shows like yours, uh, write books and be on stages and speak to others that, you know, this is not something that has to uh, dictate your life. Uh, this is something that um, you can find healing on and ultimately um, be impactful for others. Amazing. I tell you. Wow. Okay. So um, let us start with the questions, Jeff. All right. So let's say someone asks you, hey, Jeff, how can I lead to ear and create impact? How would your response be? Yeah, your your question was, how can I learn to heal and create impact? Yeah. Yeah. You know, first I think we have to ask ourselves, you know, why a lot of people will, will lament why me instead of asking why was I put on this path? What is it about this path that, you know, if you have, if you are a believer in Christ, you know, you then ask yourself, well then, what is it about me that has this strength? to be in this path. And I feel when you answer that question, then the answer comes, right? And so to me, it goes back to when I look at those families of those children that have cancer at age seven, of which my Maternal grandparents, my parents died at 17 from leukemia, diagnosed in uh, school age years. When you look back and then you, you look at what at time some of those families go and do, their struggle becomes strength and the, the, the resiliency is their strength to go forward. The resiliency is, is their ability to not go into a cell and just exist. The superpower then becomes, maybe they help other families with childhood cancer. They become a support network. You know, maybe the mother offers a journal of just how to get by. That's the they took. And so when you take that struggle, I think the first thing that happens, and, and I think what we say now, you know, I am not a medical doctor. 
my athletics and my athletic psychologist or a psychologist. psychologist. What I can tell you is um, I've moved from survivor to victim over this abuse. And so all I'm doing here now is sharing my story. But I know that my story creates impact because there's a lot of people that believe in this world that are alone. And it's a rightful feeling. Stories like mine do not get spoken about. They really don't get spoken about by men. Um, women often keep this kind of abuse secret to a insular group of women. And so a lot of times, yeah, I mean, even even the even the, some of the topics we touched on, you know, um, if you have a, a friend, a family member that has a child that is diagnosed with cancer that does pop on. Uh, or is killed in a car accident or has a tragic death. You know, unfortunately, what ends up happening is that friend group doesn't know how to handle that. And then they evaporate away. And that's, you know, and it's not that that makes them a bad person. They just don't. Have, like, where is the toolkit in life for this stuff? It doesn't exist. But the toolkit is in here. It's in us. And we have to ask that question. That toolkit reveals itself, I feel, when we ask that question of why am I putting this? What strengths do I have? Because we all have strength in some capacity or another. Yeah. What strengths do I have to weather it? And, you know, for me, again, my strength is being somebody that can speak about this openly, publicly. Um, and lead this conversation, and and just in doing that, creates impact. Wow, that's amazing. Okay, I've got a personal question. You know, I'm so eager to get answers from you. All right, so let us talk about your spiritual life. When um, did Christ found you, and how did he happen? Can you share that with us? Yeah, I mean, I grew up. I grew up around religion and the church. I was baptized probably in that 12 to 13 year old range, uh, which was very important for my family, especially important for my grandfather. I loved dearly. He passed away. Um, I guess it'll be two summers this year. Um, You know, I still remember, you know, they, they. visited from Canada when that we were here in the States at that point. And, um, you know, they came to the week leading into that Sunday weekend. And then the next morning, Monday, they were leaving. And, uh, you know, he walked with me to the bus stop. And I just always remember that time as being a connective moment to him. Um, so, you know, it was all, it was all there throughout, throughout uh, you know, years. Wow, amazing. Okay, the third question. So, why should leaders focus on healing and impact for those around them? You get it? Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's it's a central theme of, of I guess, you could say my teachings of the things that I talk about often, the things that I write about. You know, again, if we go back to 
the fact that in life we rarely ever are given a toolkit. Like there's eight billion people on this planet, eight billion unique people. And just on that note, I'll take a little side track and then I'll get back to um, feeling an impact. If you don't believe that you have value in this world, I'll put it through this analogy. There are how many Bugatti Veyrons made a year? 20? And that's like the super far to get. I'm not a big super far guy, but I know that that's one, right? There are so many poor CCs. There's so many super yachts made a year. There's so many amazing diamond Rolexes and, and incredible pieces of jewelry and dresses and, you know, um, glasses and, and bags. But yet there's multiple. And there's multiple every year. And yet every year of our being on this planet, we're one. We're one in eight billion. Every year we get to be that one in eight billion. No one else gets it. No one else can buy it. No one else can be it except for you. And so if you don't believe you have the ability for impact, think about it through that analogy. People aspire for those luxury items, those, those things in our society people hold near and dear in. And yet there can be multiple. There's one of you. Yeah, you have the ability to have impact. And but before I think impact can happen, you know, a broken person feels just broken. You can't do much with a broken structure, right? If the foundation of your home is crumbling, you very well can't remodel the upstairs. Right? If it's crumbling, you can't expand on it. Um, if your backyard is in disarray, it's going to be hard to put a pool in the backyard. So that feeling is the first step for me. And I think as leaders, if we care about the people around us, the people we employ, the people we meet in our life, you know, we have to we have to be interested in seeing that they're a whole person. And and we have to create these environments where they can come to us and 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 do that. So as an example, in our local community, in our school, um, Thanksgiving is a big holiday here in the United States. And so we, um, it's typically a one-week break. Well, the day before Thanksgiving holiday, which then leads into the Christmas season, there was a fight between two high school students. And one of the high school students pulled out a knife, which in our school system means you're immediately expelled. You have criminal charges against you. In a moment, that young man upended his life, upended his family's life. So now let's think about you as a leader. You're the boss. I don't. I don't. I know. I know the child's name. I'm obviously not going to share it, but um, but today I know his parents. But let, let's say both those parents work for someone. They work in a career, and. What what does Monday morning look like for that mom and dad when their son is now home because he's expelled from school and have to go to work because they have to provide for their family? What what happens there? Are they going to be on the spot? Are they going to be performing at 100%? Probably not. As a leader, take this story and ask yourself if 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 those were my people, 
sometimes got in trouble. Have I created a place in which they would come to me, you know, as the morning got settled in and, and asked to say, hey, I need to speak with you privately for a few minutes. And would they, would, have you created the kind of place where they will come to you and say, you know, my son got into this trouble. Uh, we don't yet quite all know what it's going to be. We know, we know we're going to have some criminal charges. We know he's expelled from school, so we're going to have to figure that out. Probably going to need to make extra phone calls and, uh, throughout the day when I'm normally working. Um, I'm probably going to have to miss some work. Have you created that kind of environment where those people would come to you and trust you with that kind of private, personal, damaging, shameful, uh, embarrassing information? That's, to me, that's the test of a leader who's creating impact, who's creating healing for the people. Amazing. You know, I love to say this to people that are so brilliant. I tell you, your words are filled up with so much insight. And for that reason, our conversation is so educating. Okay, the last question, Jeff. Mm-hmm. All right, so let us say someone asked you this question. Hey, Jeff, how can I accept that my past is for me? Instead of it happened to me, you get it. Mm-hmm. He says, "How can I accept? I want to know how to accept that my past is for me and not against me, or it didn't happen to me, but it happened for me." So, what would your response mm-hmm. be? Yeah, I mean, it you know that that line, "It doesn't happen to you; it happens for you," has become. Um, statement, very popular phrase. It's shared a lot from stages. It's, it's in a lot of social media posts. And it really is, I think it's the essence of my story. It's the essence of um, what I ultimately found as the answer. And, this, and again, I would stand on that statement of it doesn't happen to me, it happens for me. That question, why? What about me? What about my strength? was looked upon decided that i could stand in this moment stand in that time be in that path of destruction you know for me that answer is strength the strength to shoulder it uh, you know internally as a person to not end my life over it as two other young men did going way back in their teenage years subsequent that abuse um because if we're one in eight billion were valued by someone, and we know who that someone is. And so to end that, to die early, is terrible. So, you know, we ask ourselves, why? What what strength do I have? How can I take this terrible thing? You know, and if the worst thing that's happened to you in life is as a child, your parents were really hard on you about school and grades, and you really tried to help. But then you just failed something. And then they came down on you, and that framed you. Well, then that's the worst thing that's happened in your life, and that's okay. There's no reason to weigh this out. I think that's another answer in all of this, is when people when people hear these stories of it didn't happen to me, it happened for me, I found strength, they, they say to themselves, yeah, but, but my thing was my dad talking to me about that one time I failed that big project 
know, the same as what Jeff went through or what um, or what you went through or, or anything. Don't don't weigh that out. We don't have to weigh one story to the other. Again, because if there's that one in eight billion, that story has been it's part of the fiber of who you are as one in eight billion. So it's just equally impactful because it happened to you. So for me, it's 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 all it goes all back to that question. You know, what about me? What is it about this moment, that time, that instance, that disruption, that trauma, whatever? What is it about this that was meant for me? And why? What is seen in me that can handle this? Who am I meant to take that story to? How am I meant to express it? Where do I tell it? Right? Think about it like who, what, why, when, where questions about you related to that time. And when we ask those questions, they become better questions. I think that's the big secret in life is asking bigger and better questions of ourselves, of each other, of the world each day. Not one thing that's one. A series of questions always ask. You know, it's interesting right now in our society, in our time we're in, that we have uh CPT to give us the answers, right? We've always had someone above to give us the answers. We've always had um, the book, this is my grandfather's Bible, to give us the answers. Right? This is the original ChatGPT. But the way you make ChatGPT work today is you get really good at asking questions. And when you ask those questions, um, you you get better life. And when you ask better questions of yourself, you have a bigger, better life. Beautiful. Amazing. So, um in conclusion jeff what would you like to say to the audience then maybe there is someone who wants to reach out to you how can that be possible yeah i mean I, i've got a simple equation and i've shared it you know identify that struggle if you if you don't already know it right like some people will grow up in a grew up in a life where mom and dad were around and they stay secure maybe they didn't have much but, you know, they had a great childhood. They can remember fond memories. But, you know, maybe they're just, they just feel there's more for them. You know, you've got to start. You've got to identify where that struggle is, what that struggle is about. How does it frame you? What does it do in your, in your mind? What does it do in your soul, right? Um, so that, that, that equation is that struggle, identify it or, or accept it, be aware of it, and own it. And then find the strength in that struggle. You know, for me, it was I've got that broad shoulders to tell. Got that broad shoulders to say, "This is my story outwardly." And then that superpower is find a way to take your struggle, turn it into strength, and then share and lean into others with it. And that in itself becomes your superpower. So, strength to struggle turned into superpower. That would be what I would part with. Um, if you want to get to know me more, it's very simple. Uh, I would say it's probably best. I have a great book called The Space for Leadership. You can go to my website, thejeffd.com slash book, and it'll take you right there. Thejeffd.com is also a site to just learn about me more in general, but a good place to start would be thejeffd.com book or, or slash book, and um, you'll, get, uh, you'll get some highlights of what we shared here today and see how to get the book from there.
All right, that's so good, amazing. So that's gonna be the end of the show. Thank you for your time, Jeff. It really means a whole lot. Thank You're you welcome. so very much. Thank you. Thank you for tuning in to this incredible episode. Your support means the world to us, and we truly value you. We look forward to having you join us for the next episode. If you enjoyed what you heard, please consider rating and reviewing us on Apple Podcasts. Your feedback is greatly appreciated.